Material Components Episode 9 What Hoots Below Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gorgoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hello, adventurers. How's it going? Hello! Hello. Pretty good. good. Howdy. Happy to be here. Well, that's good. That makes one of us. (laughs) Oh, no! Uh, geez, all right. I hear. I mean, my uh, home, not not this recording. I want to. Make <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, I am Olivia. I am playing Tears of Cloakbear, Child of the Outer Storm. I am Elliot, and I am playing Cherish, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I am playing Sid, the Half Elf Rogue. I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. So I would like to posit to you the question I posit to you every session, which is, do you remember what happened last time? I think so. Sid was refused service and it was hilarious. Okay, we don't need to, we don't need to bring that up. That's not, to be fair, funny. she was a miserable, blind uh, halfling. And um, yeah, she was only miserable to you. Yeah. Yeah. For no reason. I was being perfectly uh, polite, and I didn't steal from her, even though I really had the impulse. <laughs> I don't know. She kind of had your shit on lock, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't have an instrument, is, um, I think, the most important takeaway from the last episode. Mm. The main um, plot of yeah. The main episode, plot, yeah. yeah. When will I get my loot, I guess? Um, probably should have taken a bard. I don't know. Um... It wasn't the Jarsher child that uh, no. Tirza was sent to find. It wasn't the no. barge trip that you had embarked on. It no. wasn't the Crabs. threat of yep. uh, arcane secrets being stolen. No, it was the fact that mm-hmm. Sid did not get a banjo. Ba-ding. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, Sid was getting his ass handed to him. Um, Grawl was pointing me out to uh, Naveen, um, brother of the Jarashir, who uh, tasked me with finding Esha, a runaway child. This is correct. So, so Tirza is now keeping her eyes out for a runaway from the Jarashir, a small girl who has forge bonded with a scimitar. Which is a bit of a rarity. Oh yeah, it's a rad, is what that is. Exactly. (laughs) And I'd I'd like to reiterate that she is. I love her more than I love all of you. (laughs) So. And you've never met this person. Nope. That's fine. In fact, Hmm, the only thing you know about her is that she's questioning your faith and that she attacked one of your brotherhood. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. That's (laughs) what it takes. She's the best. Honestly, same girl. I'm, yeah. I'm already halfway there. <laughs> but yes, after that, you had set out from Wickmore's Landing upon the barges that you were hired to protect by the individual of the Lock Wardens, specifically one Captain Guru, a large bear pirate who had oh. 
charmed your hearts as well as your sensibilities and thoughts about what a bear can accomplish in life? <laughs> That's fair. All the above, I guess, yeah. He's great. He's my favorite. So the first day of your travel passed relatively uneventfully. You'd uh, you'd uh, finagled your way onto the boats. You'd introduced yourselves to the crew of the single barge you would be guarding. I got to Julietta and the arcane haulers. Eldritch haulers. Oh, oh, Eldritch haulers. You're right. Dang it. Sigmund Milo and Ricard. That's true. I got to pet snakes. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like a weirdo, you plunge your hand like directly into a basket. Into a nest of vipers, like freaking Flash Gordon, (laughs) or Jesus. I was gonna say Paul Moadib Atreides, but yeah. Yeah, you know, all of these things are relevant. (laughs) But while you were doing that, Sid, you had begun carousing aboard the middle barge, which is a large floating in by the name of Kurzbeck's Keep, and it is there mm-hmm. that you played cards with one Dr. Phineas Finebrook. Right. Uh, a very studied, scholarly fellow. Um, sort of... Um, I I may have cheated a little bit. It's fine. We weren't, like, gambling or anything. It was just for fun. Mm-hmm. I was mostly just practicing. Um, practicing cheating. Yes. <laughs> it's an important skill. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't just magically know how to count cards um so yeah that was fine he seemed seemed nice but you know he's fine brooke Eh. um and that's pretty much that's that was pretty much my day (laughs) but then while you were doing your watches in the evening grawl and tirza had discovered a break-in aboard the eldritch holler and as there, you discovered a shadowy figure stealing away with an arcane reagent known as Rhymestone. And that mm. shadowy figure was, who'd a thunk, Dr. Phineas Finebrook. Oh, oh. Nerd. Scrawny little turd. <laughs> well, you are a poet. <laughs> Nerd scrawny little Call back. But yes, upon... Rousting the knave from his robberies, uh, Dr. Phineas Finebrook had fled using a series of magical teleportations in order to like a... GTFO from the scary hobgoblin and small paladin mm-hmm. who was shouting an alarm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she rang the bell. She helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just. I couldn't see anything. It's true. One of my favorite moments of the last session was you shutting the door behind you <laughs> to lock yourself into complete darkness. Shit. Yeah. And, then and then you opened, opened it back. That's good stuff. So we uh, all, you know, ran to Phineas Finebrook's room, uh, just tore it apart. Only to discover he had been enjoying a nice, long sleep, and you burst into his room, unprovoked. He was in his nightgown and stocking cap. He was like one of the grandparents from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, just minding his own business, and you had to go bursting into his room. (laughs) Listen, don't get me started on Grandpa Joe, okay? (laughs) I won't stop. (laughs) He was a very nice old man, and... You all just ruined his evening. That's what he wants to think. Is he old? 
middle-aged. I wouldn't call him old. He's yeah. I'm he a teenager. He's no, that's, old. That's He's fair. basically dead. He's basically dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one foot in the grave anyway. We might as well kill him. Right. <laughs> right? That's how I feel about it. But with the aid of Captain Guru and a couple of lock wardens, you did barge into Dr. Phineas Finebrook's room and accuse mm. him of this theft, though he maintained his innocence and insisted that he knew nothing of what was going on. And in fact, you did not find any of the rhinestone in his room, though there was apparently a book that is the source of some magic or another. It's probably not I important. It. I want it. I want it. I want it. I must have it. It will be mine. No. <laughs> I'll take two, please. <laughs> two magic books, please. Yes, please and thank you. But since there didn't seem to be any answers forthcoming, Captain Guru put several of his men on guard and indeed s decided to sleep in Dr. Phineas Feinberg's room himself in order to make sure that no fairy trickery was abound. I just want to make sure... Uh, was he, like, just sleeping on the floor, or did he, like, extra make sure and share a bed? We may never we'll know. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, ask him. There's only one way to find out. It's important. <laughs> for the, the rest fans. of you... I was, decide... Yeah, for the fan <laughs> I need to know for the fans, air quote. <laughs> Look, I'll ship it. Whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, res the resigned call of those 25 and older. Yeah, I'll ship it. <laughs> so the rest of you decided to get what sleep you could with the time you had left, and... Captain Guru said that we'd Ooh, sort this out in the morning. I just lost everyone for a second there. Are we good now? Are What's we happened? good? Yes. Sorry, my internet connection just bugged out for a second there. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so, the rest of you had decided to sort this out in the morning once the light of day had broken upon the situation. You had decided to bed down and get what sleep you could in the few hours remained before daylight. And in that time, I believe our purple tiefling had received oh, a mysterious message. Yeah, it's weird. I was going to go to sleep and then, um, probably because I botched my persuasion roll uh, <laughs> several minutes earlier, the voice of Dr. Phineas Finebrook uh, just presented itself in my head um, through some sort of magic uh, spell and was like hey if you help me out then I can like tell you all the stuff you want to know because you're a tiefling so clearly that means that you have like daddy issues or whatever and I'm a <laughs> jerk I mean he made some educated He's... guesses and kind of nailed it He's not wrong stereotyping <laughs> now you know what it feels like <laughs> So we pick up now with the break of day on the second day of your journey. It is now the tenth day of the month of salt, and you find yourselves well and truly sailing down the Mage's Reach River, up north towards Lake Quelio, and your final destination, which is the Old Mage's Tower. You find yourselves waking up and gathering what supplies you will, getting a whatever meager breakfast you want, and making your way over to Kurzbeck's Keep, where you will hopefully sort all this mess out. And beat up an old man. That's yeah. always an option, I guess. 
Uh, I would like to. So who's all who's all there besides just us four? So like over at the inn. Yeah, like before we actually even get to Phineas Feinbrook's room. Well, it's just the four of you down in the common room. It seems as though the lock wardens are keeping everyone else in their rooms for the time being. Mm-hmm. Kurzbeck, the orcish innkeeper slash captain of this barge, is frettering about, uh, looking very upset. He seemed very, very distraught that one of his customers would be implicated in such a crime, especially mm-hmm. given that there is no evidence to suggest the crime even occurred. Well, except for the broken rhinestone and stolen rhinestone. But... And the fact that there were two witnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who well, were actually guarding evidence, the... Yeah, but it's... It... For we our whole job is to guard that thing. We're like credible witnesses. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. So yes, that is who you find down in the downstairs of the inn. And it, after a quick moment, Kurzbeck goes upstairs to fetch Captain Guru, who then comes downstairs, basically bodily dragging Doctor Phineas Finebrook. Oh damn it! Yes. Hmm. Guru meets you with a hearty yar. 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 <laughs> yar. Um. Roy. And he just looks over at Grawl like, <laughs> it'd be not the time for that, boyo. <laughs> no, no, okay, okay. Captain Guru, um. Dr. Phineas Finebrook is set a little roughly down at a table. And Guru points his hook at the man and says, Now don't you move! Uh, does he, is he, like, dressed? Yeah, he is sort of rushedly dressed. Sid, you saw him the day before dressed in very nice-looking professorial robes. Mm-hmm. Now he's dressed in some pretty hastily put-on slacks, a vest, and a long-sleeve shirt. Yeah. <sighs> In his shirt sleeves, oh my. Yes. This is so inappropriate. Oh yeah. Um far too much wrist. Oh my. <laughs> um But the the two lock wardens who were stationed outside of this room are also standing watch near the entrances to the common room. Did the prisoner try to escape last night? Guru says, No, but he mightily complained when I poured me circle of salt around his bed. Something about allergies. Maybe allergic to salt. He is a really big nerd. Like your body needs it. (laughs) Yeah. Clearly make something up. Alright. Well, who wants to who wants to lead this investigation, I guess, this interrogation. I I offer. Um, Raul raises his hand as well. <laughs> and it reaches back slowly starting to go rather <laughs> slow. No. It's not an interrogation method that is approved. Yeah. Who's approval? And Captain Guru says, aye, that be what we be calling murder. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill him. It's intimidation. Tor- torture isn't allowed either, Grawl. I'm Captain- not going to hurt him, I'm just going to threaten him a bunch. And you're all saying this aloud in the common room. Phineas Feinbrook is maybe 20 feet mm-hmm. away. 
Oh yeah, hundo percent. Right. He's ghastly white and staring at Grawl, almost as pale as Grawl is now. <laughs> I wore my Grawl shirt today too, by the way. God. It's just a white shirt. And it's just a white shirt. Captain Guru says, "Look, I be wanting answers just as much as the next fellow, but I don't know if scaring the." skinny man will be doing us any good. He'd be right scared out of his mind as it is. Or maybe it's all an elaborate ruse. I... He, he might be a criminal mastermind. I don't know. And we can't rule anything out at this point. You, you stare over at him after you say that and you can see that he's really close to throwing up. He's going... <laughs> yeah. It's like he's got some acid reflex going on. That's what he wants us to think. Yeah. Uh, I walk. O- I'm gonna walk over to him. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, he watches you approach and kind of gives you a nervous little hello. And I will be as non-intimidating as possible. I will do an opposite of intimidation role. <laughs> okay. You guys, if we're gonna play good cop, bad cop, you need a good cop. <laughs> uh. Bad cop, bad cop. And two other bad cops. There's four of us. That's four bad cops. We could get this done real quick. Are you shouting that to Tirza as she walks away? <laughs> are they are they called cops in this world? Like wardens. Good warden, okay. bad warden. Good warden, yeah, bad warden. Anyway. Okay. Um Sir, uh good morning. I'm I'm sorry that you had such a, a difficult night last night. Uh, well, clearly there's some kind of crime has occurred, and you are responsible members of the Guardian Guilds, of course. You have to get to the bottom of all this. And Captain Guru will speak up and say, uh, point of fact, uh, these four not be part of any Guardian Guild. Just uh, for legal purposes, I have to point that out. <laughs> um, hey, Mike. Hmm? Um... What I know this God I keep like being like oh I need to spend a fate point um this is not a this is not a fate game Mm-mm. um but what would it cost me to have written out something in my journal in several different languages uh kind of to the effect of I have some new information send him back to his room so we can talk in private. Is this something you would have had planned the whole time? Yes. Or is this something you're trying to accomplish right now? It's something I would have liked to have had planned, because... Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, you can have that written down in your journal. I don't... I mean, who are you sharing that with? Well, I, I'm trying to... I guess it can just be in in common, because um, basically what I want to do is kind of like, you know, like look like I'm, uh, you know, the shitty cop thing where like I'm looking at my journal, like showing my notes to to other people in the room, being like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel I assume that's going to take some sort of performance check of some mm-hmm. kind. Uh, what I'm going to require is a sleight of hand check to make sure okay. that Dr. Phineas Finebrook does not see what is written as you show it okay. to your companions. Okay. I'm not... mm. 
while Cherish is doing this, I am still chatting. Yes, I assume. Okay, so we're going to question you now, but it, it'll be fine. And Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really don't know what's going on here. I, uh, if someone could please explain the situation to me, I would much appreciate it. Well, sir, I understand, but you're also a suspect, so there's only so much we can explain to you at this moment. Uh, a suspect of what? It was some kind of theft I, uh, I've gathered, but uh, what was stolen? Cherish. I got a 29 natural. Cherish, are you? <laughs> Cherish is not doing this. <laughs> Cherish got a dirty 20? Yeah, I got a dirty 20. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you managed to, like, haughtily show people your notes. Like, huh? 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 And mm-hmm. when you get over to Captain Guru, he gives it an eye, because that's all he has. And <laughs> will... Bad. <laughs> no, that's great. Nod sagely. <laughs> that's, that's real good. <laughs> and turn to one of the other lock wardens and say well we must confer about the facts before we go about sharing them with you Dr. Finebrook so if you could just uh, uh, kindly go back up to your room while we reconvene and reassess this situation uh, we'll be calling for you shortly sorry for Some... the up and down yeah Should someone will somewhere else be uh, attending him we can't leave him alone yeah no one yeah, of the Send one of the the other Guardian Guild guys up with him. One of the other yeah. Lock Wardens leaves Lock with Wardens, yeah, yeah. Dr. Finebrook, and they go back upstairs, presumably to his room, leaving the four of you downstairs with Captain Guru and one of his Lock Wardens. Okay. I, I, I don't know how much, how much time we have or if he's going to catch on, but... Captain Guru gives you sort of a wild look and says, What do you mean, how much time we have? As in, like, I don't, I don't know if he's going to suspect anything, but last night before I went to bed, he communicated with me um, telepathically and asked me to help him get out of this situation. And I think that we can use that if we act quickly. Give me a persuasion check. Oh, yeah. As Captain Guru says, so you're saying this man talk to you in your brain while you were about to go to sleep. It is a 21. Okay. And I'm very persuasive. (laughs) He's he's definitely looking between Tirza, Grawl, and Cherish now being like, okay, so the two of you are the only two to have actually seen this so-called robbery. And now Cherish is saying there's corroborating evidence in the form of a psychic message. I know that it's it's difficult to prove, but I think that this is a really good opportunity and if I I don't I don't exactly know how we can do it. Maybe we can have Sid like sneak out onto his balcony and hide or one of the other um lock wardens do that too and then I can meet with him alone in his room and get him to confess um by pretending that I'm on his side. Hmm. This be a mighty wide call you be asking for me. Not gonna lie, I don't know the four of y'all that well. You got a gold star in my book for showing up early, and that counts for quite a bit. Yes. So I'll give you this one chance, but you're... The crime you be accusing this man of, it be a hefty fine upon his head should he be guilty. 
stealing magical artifacts from the old mage herself, that <laughs> it not exactly being a slap on the wrist, as it were. And he, like, waves his hook hand around. I understand. I, I just think this is a really, a really good chance that we have to take. And if it doesn't work, then we'll maybe set up a better watch system in the in the warehouse to see if he tries again or who, whoever it is. This is just a really good opportunity. All right. And, and as for you and for the rest of you, remember the last time I had a really good plan and no one listened to me and everything fell to shit. Uh, maybe we could not do that no. this time. <laughs> no, Did I don't think she, she doesn't. She doesn't say that. <laughs> so Captain Guru gives you a solemn look then not furrows his shaggy brow and nods and says, I'll be giving you this shot. What do you propose? Okay. How nimble are these other lock wardens that you have, any of them? Who's the nimblest? Well, that would probably be Nimble Joe. Mm, yeah, oh. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad he lives up to his name. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if we need both of them, but, you know, it would be good to have a lock warden be someone who also witnesses this conversation or hears him confessing. But I was thinking that Sid could nimbly sneak onto his balcony because he's very athletic. Because, Sid, you worked at the Bard's Guild, right? That's why you're so athletic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I would also like to point out that if... We want someone else in the room. They can become invisible for up to an hour. Someone might have that ability. I like don't me. think, Grawl, I don't think that's a good idea. He's he's like a magic man. <laughs> so I think he's called a wizard. And also, I'm still not convinced you'll, you won't use the opportunity to just stab him. Me. Or his I'm book. not saying true, me. I'm not saying me. I'm saying Nimble Joe or Captain Guru here. Captain Guru looks down at his peg leg and his hook hand and says, I be the opposite of Nimble. (laughs) You can just walk right in. I mean, he can still hear you, and this ability doesn't... Yeah. Does it make you... Be sneaky. And Captain Guru takes, like, a a soft step to the left, and there's a hard thunk as his peg leg hits the wooden floor of the ship. Okay. (laughs) We invisible... Nimble Joe. Nimble Joe. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I, he's I still both don't, stealthy and invisible but I still don't think invisibility or using magic is a good idea because this guy Grawl you know how that you can do that thing where you detect magic what mm-hmm. if he can do that too Grawl trust me I spent a lot of time <laughs> awake last night thinking about all of the avenues of this plan <laughs> me too on my watch anyways that's fine I slept it was great <laughs> turd <laughs> Okay. So what, Cherish, so the, what do you need from us? Yeah. How can we help? Well, I need, I mean, I need, I, sh, I, I guess Captain Gru. Bye. If Sid, if Sid hears this conversation and hears Phineas Finebrook confessing to having stolen the rhinestone, is that good enough for you? As well as me hearing it. Or would you like to have one of your lock wardens also hear the conversation? I'd be feeling better if Nimble Joe be present for this as well. Okay. So Fine we need me. to find, we need to quickly find Nimble Joe. Sid, you need to get, you and Nimble Joe need to get uh, placed on the balcony, out of sight, maybe hanging off it. I don't know. 
Um, that's up to you. I don't know how to do dexterous things. <laughs> uh, Captain, um, sure we'll figure Captain Guru will walk outside, and you hear him bellow, Nimble Joe! And it can be heard up and down the river for probably mm-hmm. a good mile. Okay, hopefully that doesn't alert. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long, it's a leap. It's a leap. Yeah. <laughs> like a Nimble Joe leap. And coming from the front barge, you see a wiry-looking halfling just straight up leap from barge to barge, not using the gangplank or anything. Nice. That is definitely nimble. All right. He rolls the jump into a cartwheel, comes up into a, like, spinning flip, then lands and goes, ha-ha, in front of Captain Guru. How showy. Well done. And Captain Guru will bring the halfling inside and say, this be Nimble Joe. He was one of them, uh, whatchamacallits, um, circus folk before joining up with the Guardian Guilds. Gotcha. Oh, how interesting. Um, sorry, that sounded, like, really mean, and I didn't mean it to sound mean. I'm actually very interested. And um, the halfling says, I've heard mean things before, and that not be one of them. Okay. Okay. God, I hope this works. <laughs> and the Captain Guru quickly explains the plan to Nimble Joe, and, uh, he says, ah, if it weren't for me nimbleness, I'd have be called Sneaky Joe. So I be well equipped for this. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, said Nimble Joe, please go get into place. Um, Captain Kersbeck, could you direct them from outside to where um, Miss Dr. F- uh, Finebrook's uh, balcony is? And Kersbeck, who is a bit beside himself, he is this large green orc, half-orc, and... He's just like, I, I never, this is so untoward, I don't even... And Captain Guru will lean forward and say, You'll be assisting with Guardian Guild business here, Kurzbeck. And Kurzbeck will say, oh, Fine, if you insist. And we'll lead both Sid and Nimble Joe over to the bottom of a balcony. And I am going to make my way up to his room. Okay, Tirza, Grawl, what are you doing while this is going on? I genuinely don't know. <laughs> what do, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at Cherish and like what what do, what do we do? What do we do? I'd like you and and again, I I <laughs> I'm not trying to railroad this entire encounter. I promise. Um, you guys do whatever you feel is right, but I would like you to be nearby in case something goes wrong. So of course. Stand guard outside the door. Maybe a couple doors down. Okay, three doors down at most. Yes. In <laughs> fact, in fact, I would like you to know. I have nothing. I have nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Uh, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jokes. Yes. Jokes. 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 Meanwhile, Tirza's gonna go smash mouth, and then Sid can go. I was, I was something, just trying to make fighters. a thirty seconds to Mars joke. <laughs> it was, it was forming there in my brain. I'm gonna go Jimmy eat some worlds. Okay, I'm gonna go third eye blind. So, Cherish, you go up to Phineas Finebrook's room. 
I knock very politely on the door. I uh, very, very quickly, um, can I cast, uh, or can I use my divine sense before she goes through the door? So you want to be on the other side of the door with Cherish and use your divine mm-hmm. sense? Because what's the range on divine sense? It is... I think it's 60 feet? It... Yeah, it feet. seems to be. Um, definitely room-sized. Yeah, with 60 feet of you. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, that is not behind total cover. A door probably counts as total cover. Indeed. Yeah. So do yeah. walls. Yeah. <laughs> That's a no. Yeah, that is a no. Right. Damn it. I can use detect magic through walls. You could do some magic-y stuff. And remember, you did use detect magic while in his room last time, and the only thing mm-hmm. you saw was the book. <laughs> I could use it again. And maybe detect if he casts any magic? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Grawl is three doors down. Cherish is knocking on the door. <laughs> Sid, you and Nimble Joe are climbing up onto the balcony. Give me an acrobatics check, followed by a stealth check. Okay. And I will give one to Nimble Joe as well. I'm going to use one of my advantages, uh, advantages for acrobatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Um... 23 uh, is my acrobatics. Most impressive. Yes, yes, yes. And then stealth. (laughs) Even better. 29. (laughs) 29, okay. So, you quickly clamber up this. It's only like 15 feet up, so it's not not a hard uh, climb. (laughs) For Nimble Joe, unfortunately, it's a bit of a bit of a harder jaunt. Um, he is quite wee. He is quite wee. His stealthiness is very, very stealthy. His acrobatics, it seems as though he's taking more careful time, like being completely silent in his climb up. So he takes a little bit longer than you to actually get up. He does manage it, though, um, because okay. his acrobatics was 13 and his... Stealth roll was a 23, so that's not bad. Um, So, the two of you creep up onto this balcony and approach either side of the large door that leads into the room. You kind of creep down, ducking underneath the windows that look out onto the balcony so that you are not seen. But just as you got over the railing, you saw that Cherish was drawing all of the attention of the room to the door leading out into the hallway so that you were able to make your little scamper over to the windowsill. Gotcha. Cherish, the door is opened by one of the lock wardens who will give you a nod and then come out into the hallway and close the door behind him. You see that Dr. Phineas Finebrook is sitting at a desk near one of the windows, though he was looking over to the door when it opened. And the Lock Warden will say, uh, what are the captain's orders? Um, please wait outside while I question the suspect. Okay. Um, he didn't say anything about uh, fairy trickery or anything, right? 
I mean, you know Captain Crew. Yeah, about that. Um, yeah. You don't believe him, right? I... There are many things in this world that, you know, are magical, but... Right, but uh, you know, this is the first time fairies. we've gotten you alone without the captain. Um, And he's keeping his uh, voice way down. He's just like, the fairy thing is insane. Just Okay, <laughs> I would actually... I wanted to do this last time. Can I... Like, would I have to roll, like, a history check or an arcana check to, like... Like, what do I know about fairies? Either one. Uh, History or Archive, they'll give you different information, depending on what you roll. Mm -hmm. Alright, well, it's, like, not amazing, so... Yeah, I'm gonna go with the 14. 14 of Arcana or History? Arcana, sorry. Arcana. So, you know that... What is called a fairy is basically anything that comes from the Feywild, which mm -hmm. is a kind of parallel realm to the real world. And you know that there hasn't really been any connections to the Feywild since magic went mad. It's presumed that maybe the Feywild, because it was such a magical place, got destroyed along with gods know what else of the plains when everything went kerblooey 500 some odd years ago. I hate it when things go kerblooey. You worse. know that the majority of fey creatures that exist within the valley do so in the Eastwood, specifically once you get closer to Fair Aimsir, which is like the major elven city on the opposite side mm -hmm. of the woodland. There are little bastions of fey holds within the Eastwood, but there's no fairy incursions or anything that the captain is sort of talking about and the idea of fairies singing men to their doom seems strange and obtuse to you yeah i i, I think i basically say if there are there aren't any here and, and that's a big if the lock warden nods and goes i know <laughs> He just seems like a very superstitious man. Fair. I don't think he's even ever met a fairy. I don't know where he gets this from. <laughs> that is strange. Have you ever asked him about it? He just gets this weird, far-off look whenever anybody does. Cherish's mm. <laughs> not laughing, but I'm having a very <laughs> tough time. You're having a fairy tough time? I'm having a very tough time. <laughs> But the lock warden says, anyway, I don't, you, you get in there. I'm just making sure that you're not buying into his insanity. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. It's more, I, I'm assuming you guys humor him, too. It's... Oh, yeah. I mean, other than the yeah, fairy yeah, yeah. thing, he's a great captain. Right, right. It's just that little thing. I'm just making sure that you <laughs> all aren't buying into this nonsense. Well, I don't know about the others, but I, I certainly, the things I know about, about fairies in the Feywild, I, yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about any of that, but all I know is there are no fairies on this river. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you go in there. I'll be right outside. I, I'm going to grab Cherish right as she's about to touch the door and open it. Cherish, I'm... What I'm very that? worried about you going in there by yourself. I, I don't feel comfortable with it, and I cast heroism on her. Ooh. Oh. 
You're immune to being frightened, and at the start of every turn, once you get into combat, I assume, uh, you get two temporary hit points. And how long does heroism last? I'm checking it right now. Oh, up to one minute. Hopefully you get into combat really soon. I mean, hopefully. Right. hopefully, hopefully she doesn't. I mean, that seems counterintuitive to the thing that you were saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was going to cast aid and I was reading the rules for aid and I just assumed they translated. They don't. They don't. <laughs> um, uh, Cherish says... It's the thought that counts. Yeah, Cherish says, thank you, Tirza, and goes in- inside. You feel slightly more heroic as you enter the door. Thanks. And as you do, Sid, I need you to give me a perception check. Um, ten? Okay. Uh, you do not detect anything. You hear the door close. And, yeah. So, Cherish, you enter the room. And Dr. Phineas Feinbrook is sitting at his desk, uh, staring at the door as you enter. More likely, staring at you as you enter. And he says, uh, what is all this about? What is... Uh- Dr. Feinbrook, um, and I'm, I've closed the door behind me. Um, is there another chair at the desk? No, the only other thing to sit on would be the bed. Okay. Well, I'm going to stand in front of the desk, um, and I say, uh, Dr. Feinbrook, um, uh, I am going to ask you several questions. I convinced the captain to let me question you alone, um, since I know the most about magic out of the folks that uh, are downstairs. Um, uh, oh, a fellow arcanist then? Um, I, I have innate magical abilities, but I, I do also enjoy well, a, a sorcerer. Uh, then, yes, I do also enjoy uh, magical theory and uh, stuff like that. Ah, um, and I thought that since you seemed so distraught, understandably, that uh, it would be best if we could just have a little chat. Yes, of course. I'm more than, like as I said last night. I have nothing to hide. Exactly. And since we're alone, yes, you can drop the act. I'm uh, going to help you. Uh, what act? I promise. I am doing everything in my power to be able to help you out of this situation, like you asked me. Give me a persuasion roll. Also, Sid, give me another perception check real quick. That's much better. Um, 18. Okay. And that's a 16. Cool. Sid, you realize you can't hear anything. I knew it! Oh, that's the one thing that I was... Yeah, man. And as Cherish, as you are speaking right at the end of your sentence, suddenly you can't hear what you're saying. And Dr. Phineas Feinbrook will stare at you with just a, a quizzical look on his face, but inside your brain you hear, 
Well, I'm glad you came to your senses then, child. Shit! Uh, no, and Cherish doesn't do that. Uh, also, right as that's happening, is when the heroism spell ends. You no longer feel heroic. I feel really shitty and bad and dumb. Um, so, I mean, I, that, that's not my question to ask, so I'm not going to ask it. Um, uh, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, but Sid could hear stuff from inside the room up to that point. On the second perception check, basically, you heard murmuring inside the room and you could hear the conversation begin, but then it immediately stopped Sid and you realized that you couldn't hear anything. Would I... Hmm. Would I know... Should I do an arcana check to know, to see if there's... If I would figure out if there was something going on? Sure. Um, I have a negative one in that. But, you know. Sounds dandy. Just do your best. Do your best, please. I believe in you. Heart of the cards. (laughs) Eleven? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know that you can't hear anything, and it's super weird. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Can I cast detect magic? Or, or sorry, Eldritch Sight, air quotes. Um, just like while Cherish is in the room to like I guess keep an eye on things. Uh, yeah, and you're still three doors down. Yeah. Okay. So you cast your Eldritch Sight. Your eyes open and open again and again and again mm-hmm. and again, and you get that weird bug-eyed look that you get whenever you're observing the magical auras of things. And from yeah. from this distance, because the range is only 30 feet, you can't necessarily make out any kind of arcane details in the room without getting closer. I'm going to move to two doors down. Okay. Not quite as popular. No. Yeah, no, the lesser of all three. The cover bands. <laughs> yeah. They only do their early work. And once you get the room in range, you can see that there is a book glowing from a trunk-shaped blob at the foot of the bed. Okay. Demon. Okay. Sid, are you doing anything? Um, I mean, I think it's weird that I can't hear anything. Um, so I want to, like... Yeah. Uh, it. I want to try and, like, maybe peek in as as sneakily as I can. Okay. Give me a stealth check. Okay. Meanwhile, Nimble Joe is beginning to figure this out as well, and it's just like, trying to like, he's snapping in front of his ears, and he can't hear anything. And you don't I see that. You see that happening, and it's not making any sound. Right. Okay. Um, Mike, mm-hmm. I am standing directly across the hallway from this this room. I'm assuming I am not noticing any effects to this. You are not. Okay. Um, I got a dirty 20. And that was to do... Oh, to, for stealth? Yes. Okay. To peek. Just right. to peek in. So you're peeking in right as Cherish is standing there looking at Dr. Finebrook. Finebrook is sitting in the chair staring at Cherish. And meanwhile, inside the mindscape, they're having a conversation. Mind battle. No. Um... So, Dr. Finebrook has said, I'm glad you finally came to your senses. 
Um, and uh, Cherish is also, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so stressful. Um, Cherish uh, says back to him in her uh, mind's eye or whatever. Um, this is not an easy task. You know this. There's no evidence to suggest that I was the criminal. There's plenty of other means and motives for other folk aboard this ship. That's very easy for you to point the blame in another direction, I'm sure. It would be easier if you could help point the blame in another direction. Tell me what you want me to do. Is there anybody who... you've been speaking to a lot or anybody that may be child i've been on this boat for a day unless you want me to stick the blame on your half-elven friend i don't exactly have many options and that's not uh, acceptable did he see you talking to anybody or spending time with anyone you're not making this very easy i'm not trying you are the to prime suspect we have two witnesses you have two witnesses who are just as culpable for the crime. <laughs> I can vouch for them, and I will. I'm not going to compromise the relationships I've already built to help you. I don't have much in the way of help, then. All I really need you to do is assuage the fears of your companions. After that, I don't care what happens. They have no proof that I committed this crime, this offense, whatever you want to call it. But with no proof, there's no crime. I All I need you to do is let them know that I am innocent. After that, I will give you whatever answers you seek. Very well. I have two important questions. Okay. Can Dr. Phineas Finebrook read lips? You don't know. Okay. Can Sid read lips? <laughs> you don't know. Okay. That's about what I expected. I don't have uh, the alertness feet. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, Sid, while this is happening, you're just watching the two of them stare at each other, occasionally making different facial expressions. <laughs> I was I was gonna say we probably should have worked out a signal for if everything went wrong. Yeah, that's uh, I kind of assumed that it would be like a a big loud magic sound of him attacking me. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I was really worried about this. Um, okay, okay, I'm going to ask. Is there anything else need from the Eldritch Barge? Maybe I can, you know, tell you when my watch is. No, no, so I... you don't get uh, caught this time. I have acquired the sample I need. Fuck! <sighs> Honestly, all you need do is assuage their fears and we can have a very peaceful trip up to the tower. 
That was my intention. If it hadn't been for the, the stumblings of your friends, none of this would be happening. The rhinestone would be gone, the lock wardens would be none the wiser, and we would all be going about our business. My only concern is... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get caught doing this either. Again, like I said, I've made some pretty good... built some pretty good relationships. It's not exactly easy for people like me. How are you planning to get the rhinestone off the barge? It's already gone. You barely had time. It's impossible. What is possible and not possible is a matter of perspective to most. And for one such as I, it is rather a bit more expanded upon. When you serve the masters I do, the realms of possibility become fractal patterns that tend to expand outward. God damn it. <laughs> All right. We'll go back downstairs and I will convince I will I will tell everyone that you have nothing to do with this and we can go on our way. And in exchange, I will answer whichever questions you see fit from my wealth of knowledge within the Archive. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> oh, shit, funny. And as soon as... The last word is said in your mind. Sid, inside, you hear Dr. Phineas Finebrook coughing, and suddenly the sounds of water lapping at the bottom of the barge and the bird song out in the open air. And Nimble Joe gives you a startled look of just like, what the heck just happened? Uh, well, uh, Dr. Finebrook, uh, this concludes our uh, questioning. Uh, I'm so sorry that. Uh, but but you, you got didn't even ask me it. any questions. I'm so confused. <sighs> that's just how it is sometimes. Uh, <laughs> that's. It's the law. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's head back down to. Well, up and down, up and down. Would you please just decide where you'd want me? I'll, I'll do whatever you like, but all of this exercise, I'm not, I'm not used to such things. <laughs> I understand. If you'd like to take a few moments to splash some water on your face or get yourself a little more presentable, that's completely fine. But we do need to return to the others. Of course. Sid, are you doing anything? Um, Just, I'm going to keep watching. Okay. And you see, you quickly duck down again as Dr. Finebrook, like, turns suddenly to look back down at the desk. He closes a book that he was reading, apparently, before Cherish comes in. He stands up, he straightens out his clothing a little bit more, makes himself a bit more presentable, and then follows Cherish outside. Grawl, Tirza, you see Cherish exit the room with Dr. Phineas Finebrook. 
Cherish, how, uh, totally almost gives away the game and it's like, um, <laughs> um, how did the questioning go? Uh, it went, it was very thorough. <laughs> Bad at lying. Uh, it was very thorough and I have come to the conclusion that Dr. Finebrook was not involved in this crime and but- we are going to go back downstairs and meet up with the others. Uh, but, and uh, Tirza turns to look at Grawl, who I assume is coming up to us. I'm still but two we... doors down. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I'm not that far. Right. Te- Tirza, I, it's not that I don't believe you that you saw this man's face, um, but it's very possible that there's magic involved in this uh, heist. And Dr. Phineas Finebrook says, Oh yes, there are many spells that can change the uh, features of uh, people. I'm not exactly a practical magician myself, but uh, I've studied the theory quite extensively. (laughs) (laughs) I'm internally screaming right now. I am too! Oh my god, he's a monster. (laughs) I hate this guy. I hate him. As you're walking back downstairs, you pass where can, Grawl is standing. Uh, really, with, really f- yeah. fast. I'm so sorry. Can I ca- can I roll an insight to see if I get... I'm assuming, Elliot, that Cherish is making the faces that you're making right now. Can yeah, I- like, or, like, there's some magic involved. <laughs> <laughs> can I roll an insight check to see if I pick up on this? Sure, go for it. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a seven. <laughs> okay, at least it's not a botch. He yeah. seems very honest, and you were unaware of any kind of magic that could change people's faces. I'm oh my! I'm so confused now. <laughs> it's okay. As soon as we get downstairs and figure this all out, and get him out of back upstairs or wherever he's gonna go. Mm. The three of you pass where Grawl is standing, looking rather intense. Uh, Grawl, what are you doing while this is happening? I'm, like, death-glaring at this man. Okay. How tall is he? Like, 5'6". Oh, okay. He's tiny. It's not big. I could I could end it real quick. No. It would be so clean. <laughs> I know he did it. I mean... I know he did it. I mean... No, so... it's fine. It's fine. You rules are rules. Let's it's get fine. kicked off the boat. Let's just take the road. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with walking. As Dr. Um, Finebrook is walking past you, Grawl, you suddenly feel that intense, papery smell waft under your nose. That strange sensation of furniture just beyond your flesh to where you can't touch it, and the feeling of smooth stone beneath your feet intensifies as he passes. I smack him in the back of the head. And he goes, oh, and he stumbles to the floor. Grawl! Grawl, Sorry. what is wrong with you? And the lock there was goes, a moth. hey! Sorry, there was a bug on the back of his head. I had to get it. I almost got it, too. Just looking out for you, man. Could have been poisonous. <laughs> and, uh... On the ground, Dr. Phineas Feinberg says, uh, yes, and then, like, looks up at you. Give me an insight check real quick. 
Oh, fuck. Insight. That's wisdom. Oh. No, yeah, uh, that would be 11. And Dr. Phineas Finebrook says, Yes, of course, a moth. I also rolled a 10 on that inside check. I was reading the wrong skill. Okay, yeah. I still didn't pick up on anything. <laughs> uh, but somebody helps Dr. Finebrook to his feet. and um, it'll I didn't be... smack him that hard. It was just like a... Like It'll a, be like... me. Did Grawl do any, like, damage to him? Um, no. I mean, he just knocked over a frail man, was all. Okay. And Grawl maybe doesn't know was... his own strength. I was gonna cast Lay on Hands if he had. <laughs> Don't heal this man! <laughs> Gotta play the character, man. <laughs> yeah. No. I won't let you. <laughs> so, you come back downstairs with Dr. Phineas Finebrook. Dr. Guru, get, or Captain Guru gives you a look. He doesn't have a doctorate in piracy. Um, no. Unfortunately. He tried. Yeah. yeah it's no. just an associate's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he got his bachelor's in his bachelor's. river piracy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he looks... Privateering, privateering please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he looks to Cherish and says, uh, so, so, what be the verdict? Uh, the verdict is, we have the wrong man. Oh, blast! I could have sworn! What with you being so convincing and describing him to a T and all. It it must be some kind of some kind of magic. And uh, but I wanted to I you know, I I know Dr. Feinbrook that there's been this up and down all uh throughout the last few hours, but uh I just yeah. wanted to bring you down here and Captain Guru just tell you with him in person that he is innocent. Uh, blast! We'll be having to start our search all over again. It seems that way. And Kurzbeck will bustle up and hand Dr. Finebrook a water and sort of croon over him a little bit. He's like, I'm I'm so sorry for the inconvenience, sir. Uh, Please, the rest of your meals for the remainder of the trip are on the house, of course. And Dr. Finebrook will say, Oh, this is completely unnecessary, but, but thank you, thank you so much. Simply trying to do my uh, due diligence in helping the uh, honorable members of the the, the, the Guardian Guilds. I hate this fucker so much. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so, anything else you would wish to accomplish before Dr. Finebrook is released from custody and allowed to go about his business? My insights say super merc the dude, (laughs) but, uh... Somehow, I get the feeling that's also not cool with everyone. Mm. You thank so, you for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so you go about the rest of your day. Oh, as soon as, I mean, as soon as uh, uh, Doctor Finebrook walks back upstairs, Parrish kind of holds up her hand to like keep everyone in the room, gives it a good like pause to make sure that he's like all the way away, and says, He's totally guilty! <laughs> what? <laughs> but, Terry What do you mean, what? And Guru says, But you just said! I know. Uh, and there's, like, uh, there's some, like, flames kind of flickering in her fist a little bit. Um, Sid, are you back? Yeah, uh, did, um... So when, when Dr. Finebrook and Cherish left, Nimble Joe 
motion to you, Sid, to like, okay, now we need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And the two of you would leap away while there is a moment of distraction. Right. Question. Did he, this is completely out of character, did he make a silence bubble and then proceed to have a telepathic conversation? What an overthinking douchebag. Right? He's He's the Moriarty to my (laughs) friend. All right, boo boo back into God damn it. He cast a silence bubble and then proceeded to have a telepathic conversation with me. My god, that's devious. I know. Did anybody I mean, Sid, obviously you and Nimble Joe didn't hear anything, of course. Well that's well that's the weird thing. I literally didn't hear anything. I didn't hear the river. I didn't hear uh, you guys moving around in the room. I couldn't. I literally couldn't hear anything. It was complete silence. And Nimble Joe says, "I couldn't hear the snapping of my own fingers." Yeah. That's still not proof, though. And and the rhinestone isn't you know, even on the barge still. I don't know how he got it off already, but I asked him about it, and he said it's already gone. But this still doesn't prove anything. Guru shakes his big head and says. Uh, we'd best be keeping an eye on him just in case, but it's hopefully true. we can catch him in some sort of wrongdoing before this is done. In the he... meantime, we'll have to create a false search for the real th- uh, thief. I know, it's so complicated now. And Sounds like we made more Guru work for ourselves than we needed. Turn to Kurz back and say, we're going to have to be searching the rest of the rooms. The rhinestone be not in Dr. Finebrook's quarters. And Kurzbeck will just say, No, no, I cannot be having this. My customers have paid for discretion and comfort, and I will not have, even among the Guardian Guilds, throwing about their rooms. This is completely untoward. Sir, a crime has been committed, and yours could be in danger from this person. Yeah, we don't know his motivations. Just because someone has stolen a couple of glowing rocks, that does not mean my customers are in danger. Um, sir, Uh, glowing rocks are pure concentrated magic. (laughs) And Guru says, that's what it is? Yeah. Oh my, I thought it was just a bunch of glowy rocks. No, they're they're from as close to the storm wall as you can get. Oh my. They're the tears of of a goddess. Uh, well, um, sort of. Theoretically. <laughs> and You know, science. <laughs> Guru will turn to the four of you and say, Look, me men be handling this surgeon of everybody's rooms. Leave you to be doing a bit more investigating, perhaps, and it wouldn't be looking very good if some pirate mercenaries be throwing through everyone's rooms. As a That's member true. of the Guardian Gilms, we get a bit more sway where these things are concerned. Right, yeah. That's fair. And he turns to Kurzbeck and says, Cause we will be a-searching those rooms. Um, I... I do have some more... I don't know, in with Dr. Finebrook, unfortunately. I do, I think I'll be able to communicate with him some more, and maybe I can get out of him at least where the rhinestone is or what he's planning to do with it. Trust me, I'm not looking forward to it. I really hate talking to this guy. I... 
I don't know if that's a good idea. I mean, it's kind of all we got at this point. Frankly, it would look suspicious if I didn't. Yeah. What should the rest of us do? Should I follow him? Sure. I want to search his room. Grawl? I, mean, did... I just... I said want. Doesn't mean that's going. That's what I'm going to do. That's okay, what I well, want I, to do. I appreciate you voicing your wants and needs, um, <laughs> and your your passions. It's a very good quality to have, and we shouldn't we, uh, be uh, discouraging that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're not doing it. Says you. I can do whatever I want, and I start making no, my way towards. You super can't. <laughs> And yes, I can. Goodbye. Guru will put out a big, thick, hairy arm in front of you, Grawl. Uh, Tears is also grabbing the back of his, uh, like, shirt. And yeah. this nearly eight-foot-tall bear man will look down at you and say, Look, Grawl, was it? I'm sorry, we weren't properly introduced, I don't think. This be requiring a bit of tact and just kicking in the man's door while it was appropriate last night when I did it. <laughs> It might not be the best thing to be doing it a second time. I'm not going to kick it in. I'm going to knock it down with a sword. One. Two. He knows magic. And what I know, magic is in his little book thing. I just need the book. I'm not going to thrash the place like everyone else did. I just need to take a look at his book. That's it. That's all I need. Just get him out of the room for a little bit, and I will take the book. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, but he'll notice that his book is gone. Trust me, I thought about taking it. If he's not there, how is he going to notice the book is gone? I'm going to I'm going to take the book, read it in his room, and put it right back. Grawl, none of us could read it. What makes you think that you can? In yeah, fact, I, you I'm, looked I'm at the very book yesterday, persistent. Grawl, and you know that you can't read it. I'm very persistent. I have a really good idea this time. Grawl, I speak six languages. Are you going it's to on the tip of my sword? I can figure it out. What, you're going to stab the book? Well, you don't know that. <laughs> you I mean, just said it's on the tip of your sword, you, you dunce. You, you mean you the also... tip of your tongue, Grawl. That's, yeah. right. that is what yes, the idea is. the tip of my tongue. Of course, that's what I meant. You also mentioned that you were going to stab the book three times last night. So. That's you true. did mention yeah. that. It's fine. Maybe, maybe in the future, don't say that stuff out loud. If you want to sneaky, do it later. Wait, mm -hmm. wait, that's. I don't want to sneaky do it later. I want to do it like without sneaking. I'm not very good at stealth. So maybe I should do it. Can you give me the book? I mean, I could. Okay, we can figure this out. We need that book. Okay, well, I I, I kind of wanted to play a long game with this one, but you know, I'm I guess I already too. I already had my idea and it super didn't work, which I uh, that's on me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm open to suggestions as long as it doesn't involve killing a man on a public boat that we're supposed to be protecting. We are protecting it by killing him. No, that I. At the very least, I think Kurzbeck will be very mad if you kill one of his guests. And, and I quite like him. behind you lets out a, uh, I should say so. I'm not <gasps> oh, going hello, to kill sir, him. Sorry. I'm going to have strong words with him after we get off the boat. And There will be no murder on the boat. Captain Guru says, Look, like I say, me and my boys will do with the 
thrown about of other people's rooms. I suggest the four of you get back to the barge you were being hired to protect for now. I agree. Maybe let yeah. cooler heads prevail. Yeah, we'll we'll think of we'll think of something while we're watching watching the barge. <laughs> but also if he gets off the barge, it's not any of our fault. Because he's older mm-hmm. than us and he should know better. <laughs> <laughs> and Guru will sort of eyebar eyeball you growl and sort of use his hook to point at his one eye and then use the hook to point at your <laughs> eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't I I don't understand. I'm watching you. What? Oh, okay. All right, everyone. Let's let's return to the Eldritch Barge. Um, I need to throw some fireballs off the back of the barge. <laughs> Firebolts, not fireballs. So yeah, as you can say, it's hardcore. The four of you exit Kurzbeck's keep for the time being, anyway, and mm-hmm. make your way back to the Eldritch Holler. Captain Julieta is on the other side of the gangplank, so, sort of giving you all a quizzical look as her four guards, who were hired to watch over her cargo, uh, seemingly more concerned with going over and upsetting an old man. Um, well, but she as I'm knows walking, that there was a theft, right? She does. Uh, at this as I'm point. walking, as I'm walking by her, uh, as Cherish is walking by her, she says, "He's guilty, but we can't prove it," and storms to the back of the barge. And Julieta um, will say, "Isn't it always like that?" I'm the last one in the caboose, and as everyone goes in, I lean in to Julieta and I go, "I can prove it." Oh yeah. I just need a book. Any old book? His book. Well, it sounds like you I'm just gonna grab his book. Yes, it does. Julieta, Julieta, stop. Julieta, I love you, and you're perfect, and you've never done anything wrong. But please stop. <laughs> <laughs> As you're making your way back, you glance back at the at Kurzbeck's keep, sort of with a mixture of anger and disgust, and just like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. Tears sure. as you do, your eyes move past the middle barge towards the far barge. There you can see a small figure looking out from a window near the top of the front warehouse. Um... And what catches your eye is the sandy brown clothing and the flash of steel, and then the figure will disappear into the warehouse. Wait, into the warehouse? I'm so sorry. She. This is on the very front barge. Oh, okay. There are a couple of swinging windows that look into the warehouse that contains all of the mundane supplies. And you'll see this figure just sort of like looking out this window that is like 20 feet up and then duck back inside. We have a stowaway. She ah. probably thought the alarm was for her. Oh, that's so scary. I love her. And I think at that point, we will take our break. When we return, we will decide which books to steal, which children to go talk to, and which fairies do or do not exist. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I really want to... Yeah. Do some stuff. Grawl has a plan. Greetings, my friends. Omatep Duskwalker here, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Here once again to say greetings, but to say happy holidays for the first time. Whether it be Winter's Crest, Candle Nights, 
the Maker Festival, or the Blood Knights of Orcus. I wish you... Actually, you know what? Scratch that last one. I will not wish you a happy holiday if you celebrate the Blood Knights of Orcus. There is too much blood involved. Anyway, for once I am not here to sell you something. Instead, I am here to give you a gift. The gift of corporate synergy. For a limited time only, you can tweet at me on the Twitter machine thing that you have on your world. I am at NPC underscore AN. All you needs do is give me the name of some unusual or unique magical item, and I will see if I can dig it out of my backstock, and provide a description that fits within the rules of 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, whatever that is. Get these tweets in to me by January 5th, and we'll see if I can't choose some of the best ones to be featured on the Material Components website. You can already see some previous examples, because every 100 followers, I do this anyway. But for our listeners, I'm going to open it up for a special time. Again, that is a tweet with the name of some unique or unusual magical item with the hashtag MatcomRPG. That way we'll know that Omatep sent you. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they were continuing to be vexed by the machinations of one Dr. Phineas Finebrook. Despite their best efforts, he had asked them politely to please not get him in trouble. Our one weakness! (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) They're just such nice young kids! (laughs) I, I think it's more the method with which he asked politely that you're more miffed about. Yeah. So frustrating. But anyway, you had moved your way back to the Eldritch Holler, uh, upon which you are technically being paid to guard, albeit your payment is passage up the river, but that is still technically your job here is to guard this particular barge. Maybe a little better than you've been guarding it so far. The first day on the job, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> There's a learning curve, okay? Yeah. So, as we return, about a few more hours have passed, perhaps. It is nearing midday on the second day of your journey. Uh, what do you find yourselves doing while walking about upon the Elder Taller? Hmm. Uh, cherish uh, just that frickin' clip of Zach Galifianakis with all the, like, math equations and diagrams in front of his face. <laughs> That's what she's doing. <laughs> uh, with prestidigitation. No. Um, that would be a, that would be so silly. Is it on brand, though? I think it's on brand. You do like to make graphs and charts. I do like to make charts. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Just somewhere near the rear of the barge? Yes. Okay. Sigmund, one of the Eldritch Hollers, is definitely staring at all of these equations, quickly trying to do the math that is really just nonsense that you're having float around your yeah. head. It's just like, no, no, I wasn't quite done with... Uh, about, oh, wait, I carry the two in... Oh. It's like, he's clearly trying to keep up, but it's just like... Oh, I love Sigmund. <laughs> what do the rest of you find yourselves doing? It is a very nice day, albeit cold. The winter weather is beginning to set in a little bit, though there's... It's not so cold as you can see your breath. It's just... It's getting down. 
So mm -hmm. winter weather clothing is appropriate. Though if you do any hard movement in it, it becomes a little stifling. Right. Um, so the entrance to the, like, the warehouse area, is that facing the back of the boat? Nope, it's facing the no. front of the boat. Facing the front of the boat, okay. Um, I kind of want to, like, stay around that area, just, like, keep guard. I feel like I, I gotta make up for how poorly we've done so far. Um, so I'm just, like... Just sort of standing outside the door, giving nasty looks to anybody who walks by. Okay. Uh, uh, Ricard gets one of these nasty looks, and he just like lifts his hands, like, "Come on, man! Like, I work here." <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. I'm practicing. Right. Good, uh, good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Tirza is also probably going to be hanging out near the entrance, but the kind of confusing, overwhelming, like which back and forth of what's going on is I think resolving itself into her just being mad. So she's, <laughs> she has her shield and her warhammer out and she's like, like yesterday she was kind of like practicing techniques and now she's just like flipping it. Just like mad. Okay. Yeah. And also like, I want to go find that kid, but I'm, supposed to stay here if you want you can and i can i, have I can to watch do it. my duty ah, i'm paid uh, we just got yelled at for leaving the barge that we're supposed to be protecting mm -hmm. so but i'm watching it and i think i'm gonna be fine so no offense but tirza does not believe you <laughs> oh. and I mean, the cloak around your watch. shoulders lets out a small little burst of pride at your disbelief at the lying half-elf. And Stormpiercer at your hip lets out a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, Stormpiercer, it wasn't my watch that uh, somebody broke into the warehouse, so... Did I inform Norm everyone mine. else? Oh, right. You fell asleep! I hey, Grawl, are you here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he says, poking his head around the corner. You fell asleep. I was listening the entire time. Okay. Uh, Grawl, what are you doing? I'm sitting around, twiddling my thumbs, trying to figure out how to best this this genius madman. And I know I can do it. I know I can do it if I just think for a little bit. <laughs> I can be a master tactician. <laughs> so, so Cherish or so Tirza and Sid are guarding the warehouse, and Brawl mm -hmm. and Cherish are doing the exact same thing on different parts of the barge <laughs> in wildly different ways. In wildly different ways. Mm -hmm. My hands are like, like I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to figure this out, and every solution comes back to just take his book and beat the shit out of the nerd. Okay. I'm not a bully in real life. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> I just play one on TV. Yeah. I, it's not even television. I haven't even made it that far. <laughs> so, the four of you are going about your day in this manner, and as you do, the day sort of whiles away. You see the shore to your left and to your right swiftly moving past. It is some time, a little bit past midday, that you begin to lose sight of the humongous windmills that are opposite Wickmore's Landing on the shores 
north of the Mages Reach River that mark the farmland. So you're moving into a bit more wild territory here. You see wooded forests and big dangling willow trees overshadowing the river's edge. And it's here that the river begins getting wider and wider, where before it was still a very wide river, perhaps 200 feet. Now we're looking at 300, 400, 500 feet wide in certain places. So when you're moving through the center of this river, there is a lot of water between you and the shore. And as you're moving, occasionally you can see the lines that are thrown down into the river to either side of both of the barges where you know giant emerald crabs move along the bottom of the river, basically mooring the barge to its place in the center, acting as living anchors moving along with the barges themselves. Occasionally, one of the members of the barge crew will move over to a pole that's dangling on the side of the barge and reel up a piece of essentially meat that's been hanging on a hook that you know is being dangled out in front of these crabs so they'll continually move forward. But the meat is being picked at by other things in the river that aren't as constrained as the mooring crabs themselves. So occasionally that meat needs to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Um... Are these, like, uh... Nope, all crabs do that. Uh, are they, like, uh... Crabs that we eat? Whatever, king crabs? Whoa. Um, or are they more like the, uh... They're a little bit more like Alaskan spider crabs. Okay. Ooh. They've got big, long, spindly legs, but they also have these huge, big clacking claws that sort of drag down in front of them a little bit. Cool. Okay. My next my guess, next guess was going to be the Jermaine Clement crab from Moana, <laughs> but that's that's even better. Mm. Yeah. The scientific name of that being the uh, Jermaine's. Uh, uh, nope, Clemence. I forgot his name. I forgot his Jermaine's last Clemence. name. Jermaine Clemence. Clemence. Yeah. yeah. Um, We're funny. <laughs> so. <laughs> At a certain point in the day, probably. Close to mid-afternoon, you know you're probably still a few hours away from sunset, though the sun is beginning to set rather earlier than it was earlier in the year. Go figure. Hmm. When the barges begin to slow down, and you hear a call being raised from somewhere near the front. Uh, I find Captain Julietta. Okay. She's pretty easy to find. She is near the rear of the barge. She is making sure that the lines down to the rear crabs are secure. Uh, But she is looking off towards the north end of the flotilla with a concerned look on her face. Captain, does, does does this kind of thing happen often? Not on this part of the river, no. They're raising the alarm for... Some kind of driftwood or blockage in the river? That's... that is very odd. Hmm. And she calls up Milo, and Milo comes scampering up, and she says, Milo, my boy, why don't you go scampering up there, see what's up? And he lets off a... snaps off a quick salute and goes scurrying away. And what are the rest of you doing? I'm going to 
like is anybody running by? I'm I'm gonna make my way up towards like where Cherish is. Yeah. Cherish yeah, is near I'll the rear up. of the barge. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought oh, okay. I was at the so, front. So I'm heading up to the the front of the barge because I'm assuming we haven't heard the conversation. I'm like well, if we're watching, out what's going if we're watching on. the front, or if we're watching the entrance to the warehouse, then we are at the front of the barge. Yes. Yeah. Whereas oh, Julieta was near the rear checking one of the mooring crabs. Can I maybe try and see if I can get a better view by climbing up the... Is, is there like a higher uh, level that I can climb up to? I mean, you could climb on top of the warehouse. Yeah, I'm going to try and do that. Okay, give me an acrobatics check. <clears throat> okay. Can I assist? Can I try to help him up there? Like, boosting him up? Yep. I got it. So you, like, put your shield out, and I'm gonna, like, jump off of it, and you're gonna, like, we're, boost me. We're gonna Black Widow Captain America this, yep. Go team. Tears will give me an athletics check? Oh, no. Oh, no, she's actually kind of good at that. I got 24. Nice. Woohoo! Okay. Um, and I'm going to, I still have, uh, yeah, another, uh, ad- use of advantage on acrobatics, so I'm going to use that. Um, thank goodness, because one of them is a one. Um, I really I wanted Tears to just launch you off into the river. <laughs> oh, it was so good. No, I got a 15. Okay. So, rather than launching you at an angle and getting you up basically to the rim of the warehouse, Tears mm-hmm. sort of just launches you straight up way farther than you were really expecting to go, <laughs> given her stature. Right. So you're left dangling in the air for like a half second going, oh, shit, 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 before you lunge out and throw a hand out. And you sort of clamp on to a little bit of lattice work just underneath the roof, and you manage to scramble your way up, but it's a a bit of a close thing. Well, almost nailed it. (laughs) We'll practice Um, that next time. Yes, that's a great, that's a great, we should have been practicing this whole time. Um, That's fine. Uh, I try to take a look and see... Uh, see if I can see anything from from my vantage point. Okay, from up here, all Assassin's Creed style, sort of on the rim of the roof up here. You can see up ahead, just past the second flotilla is a, or the second barge is a third barge that looks almost identical to the one you're riding on. It's just a large warehouse on a big flat piece of bound timber. And Mm -hmm. ahead of that in the river, you can see what looks like large floating you would almost call them islands. They're a little too small for that, though. But they mm. look like large pieces of floating detritus or something bobbing in the river ahead of the barges. And that's why there's a halt being called. Gotcha. So I, sh- I shout down what I see to, to uh, Tears. It's like, it looks like there's some kind of blockage in the river. Something's stuck. It's it's not blockage per se, because the river's so wide here, you're looking at about 400 feet wide, that the barges could go around these things, but the weird thing is that there's anything to go around seems to be the right. issue. Okay. Um, yeah, I communicate that. <laughs> I wonder if they need help. Uh, well, they probably have it handled. This is, this is oddly suspicious. Uh, Captain Guru didn't tell us anything about you know, blockages in the river. Or any kind of obstacles at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and based on the reaction of the lock wardens and the crews of the other barges, you can tell that this is unexpected. 
Uh, Cherish, I'm, I've made my way towards the front of the barge at this point. Yeah, and I've followed Cherish. Okay, so the all four of you are just under the eaves of the warehouse you were guarding. And you can see across the way at Kurzbeck's Keep, a lot of the passengers there are coming out onto the balconies. And all the balconies sort of interconnect on the second floor of this place and sort of come around in a big, long... Uh, procession, and they're all crowding around these balconies, moving towards the front away from where you can see, trying to get a view of what's going on. Can we see what's-his-name? Finebrook? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if he is observing the situation, you can't There's necessarily There's too many people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, eventually, a, a whistle sounds, and you feel the barges begin to move again, and they're moving sort of at an angle now. It seems as though they're trying to angle the crabs to pull the barges around these things. Whatever they are. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but this feels like a trap. Yeah. It rather does. I guess ready yourself. <clears throat> the barges all begin to move past these blockages and as you pass them you can see they look like big floating hillocks of weed and grass and sort of stringy green growths it looks like if you hauled at the bottom of a pond and gathered it all into a wad and then let that wad float on the top of a river it's just big nasty kind of mossy chunks of something And as you're moving past, I need everyone to give me a wisdom saving throw. That makes Yay. sense. Whoa. Oh, God. My chair is broken, which is why it turns all the way around sometimes, but it's appropriate in this moment because I botched. Mm. Oh, me too. Hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, I also did. Grawl, Tirza. I got a 15. Okay. I got a 16. Nice. So, as you're moving past these strange blockages, there's probably six of them in total. They're these large, like, huge mounds, though. They're probably about 15, 20 feet wide. And as you're moving past, you can see these little, what look like slits opening up in the top of them. And they let out these strange hooting whistles. These, like, (laughs) and as they do, you, Sid, and you, Cherish, when you hear this sound, before you can even stop yourself, you respond oh, in kind. You let out a loud, <laughs> I mean, you do it just like once or <laughs> twice, and then you're just like, what the fuck? Like, it was almost an involuntary response. Uh... And you can see that Captain Julieta is clapping a hand over her mouth because she just let out a hoot as well. And there are other, you can hear a chorus of hoots coming from Kurzbeck's <laughs> Keep. Okay. Oh my god. That was really weird. Uh, can I make oh. an arcana check with advantage? Sure. Can I cast Divine Sense? 
These things are about a hundred feet out. I don't know if oh a hundred. Have... I thought yeah. I assumed they were closer. No. Wow, those uh, that's that's uh, that's not two two fours. So I got two nines. All right. Uh, y- you just hooted. I just hooted. You. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird hoot. You felt you felt the need to hoot and you hooted. Uh, Maz. Ma- Maz the... is like. In you hooted, brain. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, why would you hoot at a time like this? <laughs> I don't know. And, yeah. Sid, all you know is sometimes you just gotta hoot. <laughs> you just gotta I'm hoot. I'm not gonna question it. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's life. Yeah. It's hoot or be hooted. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that strange occurrence... All of you are just staring around at each other. Some of you having hooted, some of you having not. And as you do, you see the big mounds in the river begin to move. Mm-hmm. All of this makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy with it. It's going to be fairies. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I just told that guy that, oh yeah, there's probably no fairies. Eh, Probably. And it seems as though they're just bobbing along on the river. Keeping pace with the barges, but not necessarily catching up with them, per se. Hmm? You see these large mounds sort of drifting on the river behind the barges, trailing them slightly. Well, this seems like it could be a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the hooting was certainly weird. <laughs> yes. But it seems bad to attack unprovoked. The hooting doesn't feel like a provocation to me. Maybe we should get some extra guards back here. Or we... No, we are we are the sole defense of this. Mm-hmm. It seems right. as though of the, the six mounds, two of them are tracking towards the middle barge. Three of them are tracking towards your barge, and one is tracking towards the front barge. I I have to say, it it seems silly, but maybe Captain Guru's um, tales of oh, fi- people being sung to their death. I mean, that's not what happened. We we were. I we sang. <laughs> Did we sing was, of a sort? I a don't sword? think that was singing. <laughs> Although, if you're being compelled to do something. Although. This could play into my theory that I told you all about a couple episodes ago about <laughs> about different different uh, planes coming into contact with ours. If the Feywild still exists, can't be sure. It's all just theory at this point. Anyway. So what are we going to do? <laughs> Just keep an eye, I guess. 
As as you're talking, you see Captain Guru come around the the bottom level of Kurzbeck's keep and shout over to you. Did all of ye begin to hoot just now? Some Not of all of us. Just, just me and Sid. I did. Hmm. And he'll cast an eye out at the strange mounds drifting in the river, sort of moving at a parallel course to the barges, and say, Might not be liking the looks of that. Any strange vegetable patch that makes me hoot, I tend to mistrust. <laughs> that's that's fair, man. Wiser words have never been spoken. <laughs> Should we do something about it? Captain Gru seems just as flummoxed as the rest of you, and sort of says, I, what is there to be done? I mean... Exactly. It set him on fire. And like Gru nods I, and says, that could be a course of action, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they're friendly. I... Tirza is pulling rope out of her bag and <laughs> looping it around her waist as uh, we're talking. Tirza, Tirza, uh, what, are, what are you doing? What you doing? Don't worry about it. <clears throat> um, uh, no, I, no, I, I, I'm only asking because I can cast water walk. So <laughs> if you'd like to not swim, that, that can be arranged. No, I no, she can swim. To. She's got this. I'd prefer not to, and she loops the i'm assuming there's like some sort of beam uh on the warehouse doors that like locks it or mm -hmm. handles or something sure. yeah I'm just gonna tie myself to those cool <laughs> like tree hugger style like you can't uh, move okay. from the door no no oh. not odysseus style just okay yeah 50 feet of rope i've got the slack like looped around my or like Tucked on my belt. How much slack is there between you and the door? Uh, right now I'm sta- sta I think we're still standing under the eaves of the warehouse. Right, but how much loose rope is there between the knot at your waist and the knot on the door? Oh, all- uh, all of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll call that uh, about, like, 45 feet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I see what you're doing. It's mm -hmm. not- terrible idea um, you guys don't you guys don't have to do that if you don't want to i'm not drowning today <laughs> as a reminder there's about 200 feet worth of water on either side of the barges <laughs> i don't know if girl can swim <laughs> guys water walk, lasts an, water walk lasts an hour does it last does it work on everyone or is it just a single target up, up to 10 creatures Great, cast that on me, please, and thank you. Yeah, I'll take that, please. Oh, yes. actually, that's a good idea. You guys should go investigate. Nope. So the I weird mean, mossy hillocks are moving closer and closer to the barge now. You can see them slowly moving towards the edge of your barge. There are three moving towards the Eldritch Holler that you can see. And as they grow close, there's they seem to be sinking slowly into the water. Until yeah, oh, yes, like that. That good. about sixty uh, feet away, there's a gloop, and they go under. Oh, damn it! Fuck. Yeah, well, never mind. I guess I'm not casting water walk because now we're just all fucked. That's not normal <laughs> at this point. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna draw my sword. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna ready an action. Can you do that out of combat? Sure. Um, if I... If something comes up onto this barge from, like, the side of it, like, wet, wet-like, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cast, I'm gonna cast Magic Missile at it. Okay, so if anything comes up from the depths of the river, it will have a Magic Missile to contend with. Yes. Indeed. What is everyone else doing? I'd like to ready Jeez. a defensive stance. Okay. Ready the dodge action. Um, was there any particular like thing that went underwater closest to the the barge, or are they all kind of like evenly dispersed across the sides? There was maybe one that was a little bit closer. They're all approaching from the same side, though. Okay. The right side of the barge is where they're approaching from. Okay. Um. Hopefully it will actually get used this time. I'm going to cast aid on all of my good, good friends. Um, you guys have your hit point maximum increases by five. Okay. And current hit points. Yeah. Okay. Girl's going to like get a sword ready like to like swing at the railing. Okay. Wait, there's no railing on this one, correct? There's correct. not a railing. Right, okay. That's only on the, 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 the hotel one. Yeah. The party barge. Captain Guru the... is staring okay. out at the mounds that were approaching his barge, and at a similar time, the two that were approaching Kurzbeck's keep just go gloop underneath the water. Uh, I'm going to shout across to them and go, Um, you might want to usher non-combatants inside. That just seems like a good idea at this point. I... Uh, Captain Guru lets out a bellow that echoes up and down the river. All non-luck wardens, report to your rooms immediately. There be danger in these waters. Lock wardens, get to your tridents. Watch the waters. There be something gloopin' underneath us. <laughs> fear the gloop. Hashtag yeah. fear the gloop. Yep. <laughs> As you're all standing there, preparing different actions, looking hesitantly out at the water, a long moment passes, and nothing happens. What if they come up underneath the barge? And that's when you feel a clunk <laughs> on the side of the barge, <laughs> as a chain that would have led to a crab goes tight. Just oh, that's the probably right really bad. I stick my hand underwater. Okay. I grabbed <laughs> I just I go yeah, no, yeah, I just leap I just go for it. Okay. So you have to dangle pretty far out over the edge of this barge. Like I said oh, before, I it's about five feet down to the water. Oh, oh. So I got about nine inches that's not on the barge. <laughs> it is being held onto by Tirza. So <laughs> Tirza, you're <laughs> effectively lowering Cherish down into the water. It is not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, this oh. is kind of the dumbest thing Cherish has ever done, I'm gonna be real. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh... So, 
as you place a face down into the water. I'm so mad. I need you to give me a perception check. Okay. Good thing I'm the one doing this. Yeah. Just, I I wanted to, 15? I want to see what's going on. Wow, actually, you made this, and they have advantage underwater. Um, so, you see a big, weird mound of green vegetation sort of loosely waving in the water in front of you. You see one of these big mounds just beneath it, because you only saw about half of it that was sticking out of the water before. Right. You see two humongous, what look like frog legs, kind of kicking at the water gently, keeping pace with the boat. Huge webbed toes out beneath it. Little stumps are just at the joint where the legs meet this torso. And as you watch, those little stumps, these little protuberances at its shoulder blade, effectively begin to sprout these long, writhing tendrils, about five per stump on either side of its body. And as you splash down into the water and stare at this thing, you see a pair of malevolent yellow eyes open up on either side of its wide head. What you thought were just like nodules of swamp muck open up to reveal an eyeball. And then right next to each of those, another one opens. And then another one opens until it has three eyes on either side of its huge bulbous head. And the weird, like, opening at the top of its head will, what is clearly now some kind of blowhole, will let out a <sighs> that echoes underwater. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh! Yeah! Oh. Yeah! You dumb oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my wisdom is not that great. <laughs> First of all. First of all. Uh, Ooh, but that's an 18. Okay. So. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) You feel that compulsion to hoot rising underwater, and that would have been real bad. Um, (laughs) But uh, you do not, so that's good. And this thing, its wide eyes, lacking any kind of pupil or way of figuring out what it's really looking at per se seems to close then as after the hoot compulsion goes away and the strange tendrils sort of suck back into those stumps just above its wide legs. Okay. And that is when the second one you didn't see attacks you from behind. Super. It was tracking you the whole time. Yeah. So. You know. That is going to be a 16 to hit? Yeah. Okay. I need you to give me a strength saving throw. Oh, boy. Now, Tears is holding on to Tears. We we will get to that. I'm sure we'll get to that, yeah. Okay, Okay. what? Oh, no. I thought it was was at least a nine. Uh, But no, it's a six, so it's a five. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it would be at least an eight. Cool. So... Oh, Cherish, Lord. you take... I'm really mad. <laughs> you're going to be taking eight bludgeoning damage. Okay. As tentacles from an unseen creature that was swimming beneath the barge lash out and wrap around you. Oh, super. 
Oh, shit. You are then grappled. Underwater? Underwater. Fuck. Tirza, you feel the cherish you're holding go taut. (laughs) And I'm going to need you to give me a strength saving throw as well. I'm... Well, I'm not as good at that as I could be, but I'm pretty good at that, so... Boom, chakalaka, I just got a 19, uh, 18, I'm bad at math. (laughs) Okay, so, you maintain your grip on Cherish, most of her is, like, shoulders and head are still underwater at the moment, as you tighten your grip on her ankles, and something is trying to drag her underwater. I shout that! (laughs) What are Grawl and Sid doing when the shout goes up? Uh, I'm going to jump down and grab Tirza and try and pull her back. Okay. Grawl? I uh, I guess I'll tag team this and grab onto Sid. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> We're adorable. Oh my okay. god. So, how this can work is either each of you gives me an athletics check and we will basically treat this as a skill challenge and you need two out of three successes. Or one of you can forego your role to give another person advantage on the role. Uh, I will just mention here that I have plus five to athletics, so advantage would be <laughs> advantageous. Advantageous. Mm. Okay. Not to be uh, speaking too meta e, but like you did already roll with that. No, no, this is a new round of checks. This is new because oh, I'm checks. pulling okay. now. Yeah, then I would, I would like to give advantage to uh, yeah. Tirza. Same. Well, can we both give advantage? To no, is that, no. Oh, essentially, okay. One of you would be sacrificing your roll to give advantage to Tirza. The other one must roll. Uh, which, which uh, I have a plus two to uh, athletics. Wait, so, so then if, if that's the case, then one of you guys should give advantage to the other, and then I should just roll straight. That's, that is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I have yeah, a plus I'll, uh, two Grawl, Grawl, I'll give you, well, I, Sid does know that. Um, uh, but you look beefier than me, so, um, I'm gonna say, true. I'm gonna give you advantage. Okay. Okay. So, just letting you know this right now, Reed, if you fail this check, that's two failures, because you're you have the advantage on the roll. So whoever has advantage is it's important that you make it. Great. Fantastic. No pressure. I'm not sure I know how this is working, but so I'm a- just going to roll. Essentially I need 2 out of 3 successes so that Cherish doesn't get dragged into the water. Mm-hmm. So then okay. wouldn't it make sense to give the advantage to Tears as I just to- Yeah. Wait. What are you saying, Reed? Uh, okay, just, just who who do you want to give it to? Tirza? I'm going to give it to the plus five. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Give it to her. I'm going to give it to Tirza. Okay. Because that's who I'm actually grabbing onto, so it makes sense. Yeah. Okay, there is a 22. Okay. Okay. Oh! I rolled and... an 18 plus two. Oh, that's so good, because I rolled a... With my five, I rolled a seven. <laughs> well, what what was the first roll? This 20... 22. Okay, so 22 plus... Two out of three. 
plus a 20. You got a 3 out of 3, in fact. Oh, yeah. Go, yeah nice. Yeah. So, with this daisy chain all linked up to Cherish's <laughs> ankles, you pull backwards, and Cherish, you let out a gasp of breath as you are pulled out of the water. <gasps> Though those sickly green tendrils are still wrapped around your neck, horns, and shoulders. So the three of you see these strange, green, almost slick and slimy tentacles that are holding on to Cherish as you drag her up out of the water and onto the deck of the ship. Okay. Cool. Uh, someone cut it off! Someone cut it off! Yeah, it's uh, pulling on my horns. It hurts, like, a lot. Can I do that, or am I still holding on to... Like, go for it. Give me an attack roll. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with one. Seven. Um, that's gonna be a thirteen. That'll hit. Okay. Roll some damage. Um, four. Uh, seven. Seven damage. All right. You slash at these tentacles, and they are going to have to make a check to see if they can hang on to... Ooh, okay. The tentacles tighten at your slashing, and two more erupt out of the water and wrap around Cherish. Oh, ah! I hate this. Because it crit on that check to resist your slashing. Ah! So, that was Sid. That brings us to Cherish. What are you doing? Um... I'm not, well, I'm not happy, so that's mm -hmm. the most important part. Um. The main bulk of the creature is still underwater. It is only the tentacles that are visible. Right, but I'm still grappled, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah, which means... A grappled creature, their speed... No, is... I have Alex's thing. He gave it to me. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Just kidding. I don't have the one out. That says <laughs> All right. Just kidding. Your speed is reduced to zero. <laughs> Right. Oh, man. And the condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated or if creature is removed from the reach of the grappling creature. So if you are pulled far enough away, outside of whatever its effective reach is, you don't know what that is quite yet. Right. right. Then the grapple is ended. But for now, your speed is at zero, but you can otherwise act. Oh, like I don't have disadvantage on, like, attacks or anything? Not at the moment, no. Okay. Um, if it gets another turn, it might try to wrap you up and restrain you, and then that's another Yeah, restrained. That's the one I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Restrained is bad. Yeah, that's a bad it's one. Real bad. Um, nice. I cast Flame Blade. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Um, okay. Doop, 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 doop. Do. Yeah, and I just make a melee spell attack. Against the uh, uh, little tentacles. Yep. And that is a 17. Okay, that's a hit. And... By the way, Tirza, you are on deck. Mm-hmm. And they take 3d6 fire damage. Woo! Damn. Uh, nine. Nine fire damage. All right. So these tentacles are gonna have to make another check to get off you. Um. Yeah, they are tenacious bastards. They're gripping on. You slash at these tentacles, and you would think that the flame would just sear through these tentacles, but you're coming right. up against 
tough, sinewy. It's like trying to cut through kelp with a pocket knife. Jesus. I've got a bigger pocket knife. (laughs) (laughs) So ready for this. And that brings us over to Tirza. I don't have anything that slashes. It's really unfortunate. Um, I mean, you're... Aren't you the main thing keeping Tirza from being grabbed or dragged in? Pulled overboard? Yeah. Um, Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. And... I was kind of hoping she wouldn't remember. (laughs) Oh, whoops, sorry. Metatod. Um... Yeah, I don't know if there's anything attack-wise that I am going to want to do right now. Um, actually. So as of right now, both Tirza and Grawl are still hanging on to Cherish. Yeah, and how many tentacles does it have on her now? Right now, it has five. Uh. <sighs> okay. Um... <clears throat> Grawl, you are on deck, by the way. Yep. Yeah, and I assume he's going to help me with the the smashy, smashy part of this. Um, so I'm actually just going to... You had eight damage, right? Yes. Uh, Cherish? See. Okay. So I'm going to, like, like reaffix my grip around, around Cherish, like, full-on bear hug, mm-hmm. and cast Lay on Hands. Okay. Friendship. For eight points, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, That brings us to Grawl. Okay. Let's try to slash these tentacle thingamathings. Okay, so you release Tirza and pull out your greatsword? I'm afraid to, but yeah. I'm so strong, it's okay. You're strong? You got this? You got this. I'm tied to the boat. It's fine. I just, you got a lot of slack. You got a lot of slack. You can drown with a lot of slack. This is a conversation that's happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. As, um, as I'm like, it's pulling pull my horns of the... off. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll swing it. I'll swing at the, the, uh, <sighs> the tentacles. Come okay. On, baby. Uh, that is a 15 plus, I believe, 7. That so will be a hit. Let's roll me some damage. I get yeah, attacked sir. twice on these turds. Okay, 2d6. Uh, that's a 5. Plus your charisma Ever- modifier. Uh, which... 4 damage. Yes. Yep. So, uh, 8. For one attack. Damage. Alright. Um, let's see if it hangs on. Ooh, no. Okay. There's the dice bouncing out. The <laughs> you hear a just a, a ripple of coming from the side of the ship, of the barge, mm-hmm. and the tentacles will all release simultaneously and then go zipping back to the edge of the barge and then go zipping underwater. Um, it's, it's like so... it's like watching a long piece of coiled wire. You know those like name tags you can pull out from the belt that have like a little clip mm-hmm. and a line, mm-hmm. and then you release them. They go zipping back. It's like watching one of those. I have okay. one of those. So I don't get attacked twice. 
No, because on the first attack, it releases. Okay. I was hoping it was connected to a greater health pool that I would then be able to <laughs> shave off a chunk. But that's okay. That's okay. You still shaved off a chunk. Yeah. More chunks. So, yeah. As you do this and the tentacles disappear, there is a moment of just startled silence as several onlookers from the other barge are staring at what has transpired, as is Captain Guru, and it's only now that you can hear him shouting to lower the gangplank so he can get over there and help. Yeah. Nobody get in the water, please. <coughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 that made for some good audio right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm, you good. peaked. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> Flipped oh, real hard. You all tie yourself um, to the boat. <laughs> um, yeah. It, they're these weird moss creatures with six eyes and tentacles, clearly. Um, and, like, webbed feet. I have no idea what they are. And I, they're going after the crabs? I don't... Okay. And Gersh um, will say... The crabs can defend themselves. What did they... Did it look like they were... What did they look like? Uh, so they looked like big old mossy clumps, and I describe everything I saw hmm. to him down there. And Guru will just shake his head and look around, and there's another lock warden coming up now, and he'll look to them sort of with a confused eye and the other lock warden will just give a shrug of just like, I have no idea. And they both seem real shaken by that fact because it's the job of the lock wardens to know everything that exists up and down the waterways of the mm -hmm. Tempest Rest Valley. That is their whole job description is to defend yeah. people from what is on the water and not knowing about a thing that's on the water is a huge glaring hole in their abilities to do that. Yeah. So we're just as good as them. At least for the moment. Yeah. At least in your uh, ignorance. Sure. Uh, what do we do? Uh, well, <clears throat> the other thing is the, the hooting. Uh, don't, don't, it's, yeah, don't go underwater. Because if you hoot underwater, you're done. No I don't know. Hoots. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I don't want to find out. Captain Guru says, it's just like me nanny used to say. You don't be <laughs> hooting underwater. You're done. <sighs> hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing or how to deal with it, if if it even needs to be dealt with. Can I cast Eldritch Sight and look down Looks straight down under the boat. Sure. Uh, okay, I do that. Um, does it show anything? No. Dang it. Okay. I didn't backfire. It just wasn't as good as I hoped. <laughs> what is everyone else doing? There doesn't seem to be any immediate I'm danger. Tightening the slack. I'm down to. <laughs> I'm going to say 20. Uh, enough that I can get to the edge of the boat and a little bit further over, but not any more than that. Okay, so about 30 feet. Yeah. Alright. And, like, I am from a place where there are known fish monsters that live near me. Tirza does not like this. No. 
Tirza, you grew up on the edge of Lake Quelio. You are well familiar with the dangers that can come out of the waterways of the Tempest Rest Valley. There are known lake monsters within Lake Quelio, like sea serpents mm-hmm. and things of that nature. These don't match the description of any of those things. Oh, yeah. No, that's... Yep. And that's even scarier. Love it. Based on Cherish's description, though, there is one fact that is fairly firm in your mind, and that, based on these descriptions, whatever these things are, aren't natural. They are aberrations. Yep. That was the... Yep. Crap. Cool. No, that's good for me. (laughs) Yeah, you... I have to to kill them no matter what. It's great. Just get up, get under that water, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Swim with that plate mail. <laughs> it's actually chain mail, but that's How not much it? better. Um, do they? Do we see anything else happen around the water, or is it just no? No, there is actually like a disturbing amount of silence coming from the water. The barges are still moving. The chain that led to the crab that went taut seems to be resuming its pace. Okay. Hmm. Uh, well, we should definitely keep an eye out. For anything su- even more suspicious. Yeah. Everyone give me perception checks. Okay. I almost rolled a d6. That would have been just stupid. <laughs> 19. Oh, nat. 20. Uh, 17. Nice. Uh, See, all those bad rolls, 24. it all balanced out. Nat 20, uh, 24, 17. 21. 21. Tirza, yeah. what do we have? 19. 19. Okay. So you all rolled damn well. Um, yeah, so, we as you're putting yourselves back together and looking around, you don't see any sign of the strange mound-like tentacle creatures What you do see, though, is on the balcony, across the way, on the second story of Kurzbeck's Keep, standing at the corner, arms folded behind his back, Dr. Phineas Finebrook looks on with mild interest, to say the least. Great. His curiosity- I pull out a javelin! No! (laughs) Do it! No, no. Sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to interrupt. He seems curious about what's going on. He seems genuinely concerned that somebody might have been hurt. And other than that, he doesn't move or act. I bet he seems concerned. As more time passes and the rest of you stare at the water in fear, in preparation to fight whatever thing might come pouring out of its dark depths. The rest of the lock wardens hold their tridents at the ready. Captain Garou begins sharpening his hook while staring down at these dark waters. And nothing happens, and nothing continues to happen. And then, after an hour has passed, from somewhere off to the other side of the barges, everyone hears a loud whoot. And then a a smattering of people on the barges will, without consciously thinking about it, let out a reactive hoot in return. 
do that, Cherish and Sid do that again? Yeah. I would need all of you to make wisdom saving throws. Oh. <laughs> I just got a nat uh, botch. A nat botch, wow. A nat, nat botch. botch. You don't say. Uh, I got I'm sick. So you got what? Uh, Thanks. Thirteen. Eighteen. Okay. So Cherish and Grawl, you're fine. Tirza and Sid let out a instinctive hoot in return. Hoot. Hoot. And ridiculous. clap a hand over your mouth. And mm-hmm. as, as soon as the noise is heard, there's... And you rush over to where you think the hooting comes from, there's no sign of the creature in the river. There's just flowing river water. And as you settle in and sun begins to set, a new normal begins to present itself on the barges. And that is, every hour, there will be another chorus of hoots from somewhere. Occasionally, you'll see the big hummock rising up out of the water. It always stays with about a hundred feet away, though. And inadvertently, somebody on the barge will let out a forceful hoot in return. Is there any... Are there any... Like... Cotton swabs or anything we can jam in our... See if that works to stop people from, like, hooting? Odysseus? Yeah. We got some rhinestones we could jam in our ears. (laughs) Don't do that. Also... One of you bought a little um, wick guy from Wickmore's Landing. Oh, God. So... No. I don't remember who it was. It was probably Grawl. I don't think I bought one. I asked about it. I, mm, okay. I asked I thought the, someone the, bought it. Yeah, no, we. it was definitely described to us a little, like, um, little, like, one where the children stole the little pieces, but I, n- I didn't purchase one, I don't mm. think. If I did, Mike should let me know. <laughs> I don't believe you did. I, no, I don't think I did either. As the night creeps over you all, and on an hourly basis, these strange creatures let out their Ooh. chorus of hoots, you nervously take what food you can, trying to find some kind of respite in the day, despite the fact that you know that these things are tracking you. And that every hour or so, some of you might be forced to make a hoot. How this will affect your sleep, you don't know yet. Right. Uh, does jamming anything in your ears stop it? You try to jam scraps of cloth into your ears during one of Mm -hmm. the cycles. Mm -hmm. And give me a survival check. Ha <laughs> ha, 20. You manage to successfully make a couple of earplugs and jam them into your ears right as the sun is beginning to set. You know that there's going to be another round of hooting coming. Mm-hmm. And as you do, you see everyone else on the Eldritch Hall are tensing up, getting ready for the hoot that could come at any second. It's not on a super regular interval. It's about every hour, though. Okay. And when it goes off this time, you have successfully blocked everything in your ear, and I need Sid, Tirza, and Cherish to make wisdom saving throws, but not Grawl. 
Eleven. Sweet. Eighteen. Cherish and Tirza, you involuntarily let out loud hooting noises. Hoot! Damn it. Melt! Grawl, you don't know if you just weren't affected this time, or if the earplugs worked. All you know is you weren't able to hear the initial call, and thus you did not even feel any compulsion to give a response. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Do any of us know that Grawl did that? Yeah, does he share with the group? Share his... I pointed my ears. Great. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I pull the things out of my ears. Okay. And gross, oh, like, God. swab things. And they're, like, covered in gunk. And, like, I look, I, I made these. They work. I'm pretty sure they work. So if we want any sleep, we should probably make our own, huh? Mm-hmm. I okay. guess so. All right. Give it a shot. So, given a little time and energy, you all effectively make earplugs for yourself. You share this secret, I'm guessing, with the Eldritch Haulers. Do you spread the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, whoever is um, on watch, though, obviously should not have your earplugs in. Um, but yeah, yeah, we spread the word. Okay. So great if we had telepathy. Or some kind of silent bubble. Mm-hmm. Monster. So, the night passes, you take your effective watches. Those who are not on watch decide to leave their earplugs out, or do you take watch with your earplugs in? Oh, yeah, I guess we could just... I mean... We know roughly I... when the thing's gonna happen, right? Vaguely. There's, there's usually a difference of a few minutes in either way. Okay, well... Uh, and you don't have I... watches, so it's tough to track precise time. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess for my watch, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the earplugs out. Okay. I am too, but I'm still tied to the boat, tied to the warehouse. So. Yeah. Mm. So, are you sleeping there? To your yeah. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Cherish, what about you? Earplugs in or out during your watch? God, it's like on the one hand, it might affect my perception. On the other hand, like I'm gonna have to make a wisdom saving throw. Both of those are the same skill, and they're both just the just bad scores. So who knows? Uh, let's uh, we'll do earplugs out. Okay, earplugs out. Earplugs out. Grawl, what about your watch? Uh. Earplugs in. I'm really proud of these. I'm so happy they worked. <laughs> All right. All of your watches pass uneventfully, though during the night, those of you who chose to take your earplugs out are forced to make the compulsory roll to see if you hoot back or not. Some of you do, some of you don't. All you know is that there are others aboard the ship who either haven't made their earplugs properly or those who are staying awake through the night and even if you do succeed, you hear on other barges loud hoots in response. Why do people just eat a potato while it happens? Ooh. You've found that if your mouth is full while the hooting happens and you 
are compulsed. You have to, like, sound through your mouthful of whatever. Oh, it probably hurts. Oh, yeah. It's unpleasant. And again, it's yeah. this sort of, like, horrible, funny bone knee reflex reaction every time you hear it and are forced to make this roll. It's something at the back of your brain is just misfiring and forcing you to hoot. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. And as we approach the third day of your journey, we now settle into this new normal where every hour or so there is a hoot. You must learn to cope with this as the journey continues. So long as you don't grow close to the water, it seems as though these creatures are content to just hoot and follow you. That's bad. It's some sort of like echolocation for something that's gonna find us and we're gonna die. <laughs> and I'm a little paranoid right now. <laughs> I think it is there where we will stop for now as mm. you contemplate the hooting aberrations that now have your trail and may in fact follow you all the way to the Tower of the Old Mage. We'll see what happens. But... Well, folks, I think we can all agree that this episode has been a real hoot. <laughs> out. Podcast canceled. Out. <laughs> As it's always... weird, we don't, we don't have a network, but they canceled us anyway. It's yeah, <laughs> so strange. Speaking of networks, uh, via social media, of course, you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. Uh, we also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners slash viewers. Do any of my adventurers have anything they would like to plug slash represent? Um, also, uh, don't forget to use the, uh, hashtag MatcomRPG, spelled the same as the Twitter handle. Um, fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> if fill it up. If you've got fan art questions, comments, concerns, anything you would like us to see, you can either tweet at us directly or use that hashtag. We will be checking it regularly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um... Just, I don't know, yeah, come praise all the great plans that I make that never <laughs> work. <laughs> I need I need approval. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Readimus. Uh, that's T-H-E-R-E-E-D-I-M-U-S. I don't know how many times I'm going to keep spelling it. Um, I'm sure you guys will figure it out eventually. I don't know. But, yep. Yeah. Uh, let me know how great of an idea it is to break into old people's rooms and steal things. Uh, come hang out with me at Cry Out Olivia. I'm there. <laughs> On Twitter, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Friendster. Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, and uh, through the internet, you can't really contact me, but I, I just want everybody to, to know that, um, try and send out good vibes into the world. You know, do your part in, um, making the world a better place. Lovely sentiment. Thank you, listener. Yeah. And as always, you can follow me personally on Twitter at MKGorgoni. And you can, of course, follow Omatep at NPC underscore AN, because while he may not be in this episode directly, he is, of course, an important NPC. Fact. Mm. Olivia, you had something also, else? Yes. Uh, I've been spending this whole outro trying to remember what you were asking us to help you remember to plug oh, yeah. and it's that we that you should uh 
rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your local podcasts. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> I was about five, to say that myself. Oh, five stars. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll settle for four. We'll settle yeah. for four. Hey, we hey, five. I, we'll you know settle what? for nothing less. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's fine. I'm, I'm not picky. We like you anyways. <laughs> but yes, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Premium, and wherever else you get your podcast helps spread the word about the podcast and one of the easiest and best way to support us for all of the strangeness that we provide. Like hooting. Hoot. Hoot. Hey, you give a hoot. It's okay. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> so, until next time, thank you for listening slash watching, and I hope you have a good whenever it is you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. Bye. Doodles. Bye. Hoo-hoo. Hoo. Hoot. 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 Hoot.